Hey everyone, welcome to Taking the Pulse. I am Heather Hoops Matthews here with Nexon Pruitt Healthcare Attorney Matthew Roberts. Matthew, we have been talking COVID for months. Yes, we have. Yeah, today we're going to talk about helping people who may not have the resources to get the help themselves. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, we're going to talk about the free medical clinic and the great work they do in this community. It's it's really uh, groundbreaking and proud to be a part of it, and it's important for other people to know about what they're doing. Yes, Matthew and other attorneys here at Nexon Pruitt are on the board of the Free Medical Clinic, and so we thought it would be helpful for many of you to hear and see what they've been doing during the pandemic and beyond. So stay with us. We are going to talk with Freddie Strange, who's the executive director of the Free Medical Clinic in Columbia, South Carolina, serving this area. We'll be right back with Taking the Pulse. Welcome back, everyone, to Taking the Pulse. I'm Heather Hoops Matthews, again here with Matthew Roberts. And joining us is Freddie Strange. Freddie, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for hosting the Free Medical Clinic or featuring us. We know you have been a hands-on, long-time healthcare um, provider in a variety of ways now with the Free Medical Clinic. But you, you really um, have been a hands-on person, and now it's hands-on helping, I guess, what some people may say, the working poor, people who just can't afford health care, as many of us are blessed to be able to afford it. Tell us, how has the Free Medical Clinic um, adapted during the pandemic, and, and what, if anything, has changed for you in, the, in what you're seeing? Heather, we really didn't have to adapt. Unlike many of the businesses in Columbia, we did not close at all once the pandemic started. We carried on business as usual. We just just increased our use of PPE or for, for personal protective equipment mm-hmm. to ensure both the safety of our patients and our staff. But we, we operated on a full-time basis, both our clinic and our pharmacy. We did see a dip in patient flow and volume for the first month or so of the pandemic. Once the economy started opening back up, our patients came back, and we have been running at full capacity since about June now. We're also seeing a lot more new patients that we had not seen before. Freddie, can you describe how the clinic works and who its typical patient is and, and who is eligible to be treated at the clinic so folks who haven't worked with uh, free medical clinics before can have an idea of, of what it is that, that, you, that you do and who, who that you treat? Sure. The free medical clinic actually functions, functions as any other doctor's office with the exception that we have no billing component since all of our services are provided at no charge to our patients. We run a multi-specialty clinic. We have primary care, about 11 on-site specialties, and we have a retail pharmacy up front. We just don't have a cash register. We don't charge for the meds that we we dispense. We, we have about 30 physicians and nurse practitioners, two or three PAs on staff. We do employ one nurse practitioner, so that we have coverage every day that we're open. We're open Monday through Friday from 8, 8 to noon, or 8 to 12, excuse me, 8 to noon on Friday. And you've been serving, or the clinic's been serving people since 1985, I think. That's correct. Um, 1984. 1984. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> and a lot of that with volunteer help. So how, how do you get people involved, whether you're a physician or a nurse practitioner or some other specialty? How, how do you recruit them, and then how do they work that into their schedule? We, Heather, we're well known here in the medical community of Columbia. 
a lot of our physicians that are volunteers are actually retired physicians. Some of been some of them have been working here for years. A lot of our other physicians, our employees, are still working with the hospital systems. We have a at least one provider, volunteer provider that is from each hospital system here in Columbia. We also are on social media, but we have a website www.freemedclinic.org has a volunteer tab at the top that folks can click on to find out how to volunteer. And we're on social media. We will recruit via social media. A lot of our, our medical providers come to us by word of mouth. Matthew may know a doc who wants to pick up a few hours with us, and that gets out. A lot of our retired physicians are in some networks around Columbia, and they have, have meetings, or used to have meetings. I guess they may still do it by Zoom. And they'll talk about us at those, and, and the next week I'll get a call from a retired physician who wants to give back to the community, if you will. It's interesting, Freddie, some of the retired physicians who do work at the Free Medical Clinic and other medical clinics across the state have a lot more satisfaction working with you than they did in their <laughs> career where they were getting paid. So uh, there is something about the culture that you've created there that makes it easy for providers to volunteer, which is important because... Over the last several years, you, you've, you've treated thousands of patients. And are you seeing any change in the demographics or the numbers, not just based on COVID, but because based on other things, changes in insurance that's being written by both uh, employers and by the government? Uh, have you seen anything change in terms of the patient base? Overall, the demographics have remained fairly static over the years. We see the same percentages from each demographic group. That, that may move up or down the scale a little bit. What we're seeing now, and it's really becoming significant of recent, is new patients, folks we have never seen before, and maybe a younger patient. Hmm. Our, the average age of our patient over the years has been 50 to 55. We're starting to see some people in the 30s and 40s who have recently lost their job, lost insurance. We had a gentleman in this morning, and I spoke with him. He was employed, well-employed had insurance coverage. He was laid off in June. His insurance coverage ran out in September and he had just run out of his blood pressure meds. So he found us, he said, on the internet and we had a conversation. He did tell me that he hoped to be recalled in January and that's our hope for all of our patients is that we can help them get happy, get back into the job market, become insured. That's really wonderful to be able to, you know, whether it's long-term or short-term to be able to help with like something like that, because blood pressure medicine is not something yeah. that you could, you know, right. go. You can't go without. Can't go without. you shouldn't go without. No. What counties do you cover, Freddie? We, we don't restrict access by counties. Last year, we saw patients from 13 South Carolina counties, and I looked at it just this morning. We, this year, to date, we've seen patients from 11 South Carolina counties. Wow. Well, it's an important safety net. Now, Freddie, um, we know we have volunteer providers, but we have a, a, also some folks we employ. We also have a lot of medicine that we provide. How does the clinic afford that since it doesn't bill people for the services it renders? A lot of our medication, the, the bulk of it is donated through the, the pharmaceutical company's patient assistance fund. We dispense somewhere in the, the realm of about $5 million worth of meds each year. Most of that donated, we do spend about $50,000 a year purchasing medicine and medical supplies that we, in turn, will dispense to our patients at no charge to them. As far as what we have to do to, to afford what we do buy, 
we are well cared for by the hospitals here in town as far as funding goes. We are a United Way partner. We have a grant writer who does a wonderful job. Karen works the foundational grant. We have a good roster of individual donors, as well as the churches here in town support us. We are almost completely privately funded, and a lot of people don't realize that. Right. That's impressive, too. And, and at the start of our conversation, I was impressed that you said you didn't close when maybe the state shut down for COVID. And, and I understand why, but, but was that a hard decision to make? How did you have enough PPE or, or you know, did people also donate that? How did you make that happen? It really was, a diff, it was not a difficult decision for us at all. And our board was involved in that discussion. We're, we're a a primary service, if you will, both from a medical care standpoint and the pharmaceutical standpoint. So we decided that we would not close. We had adequate PPE on hand, especially the masks, when the pandemic hit. So we were good with protective equipment for both staff and patients. We felt good about that. Our volunteers wanted to work. We had a few of our retired physicians who based on their demographic, wanted to stay home and see how this pandemic worked out. Most of them have returned now. They, they feel more comfortable getting out and working with us. The staff was really good. We did did re- resort to using some telemedicine for about two months. And that, that we never were, we never went down and our patients had access to us when they needed us. Um, Freddie, we talked at the board level about, you know, what we can do, uh, what we do for the community, can we do more? We are physically restricted somewhat by our current building, which we're, they use every square inch of it um, if you were to go visit. Um, but could we do more if we were in a different building, a bigger building? Could we see more patients, do you think? We could. From a capacity standpoint, we have certain days of the week where we have multiple providers, and it can get pretty dicey with the workflow when you have three physicians working out of six rooms. So absolutely, our biggest challenge on a daily basis is parking because I have staff that that all drive. We have our volunteers and we have the patients. Many of our patients have have transportation in the form of a vehicle. What about when um, the country does get a vaccine for COVID-19? Will that be something that you will just um, adopt into your service? List. Yes, we got notice a couple of weeks ago that DHEC plans on distributing vaccines to free clinics across the state. There is an application process, and we've already completed that. And we also have flu vaccine on hand now. So we're already using the flu vaccine, and that, that will just fall right into to our, our protocol. Freddie, since we're right in the middle of flu season or the beginning of it, can you describe what the clinic does differently as it prepares to deal with flu uh, the flu season, particularly this year when we have to deal with the combination of COVID and flu. When COVID, when the pandemic hit, we started screening our patients before they got in the building, something we had not done before. It involves asking them certain questions and then taking a temperature. If a patient has a fever greater than 100.4, we will refer them out for testing. We're going to handle potential flu cases the same way. Unfortunately, I can't do the flu test here on campus, so we will refer them out. And there are centers around DHEC, the hospitals. They're all offering both COVID and flu testing. Quick 
kind of unusual question for you, but I, I often tell people, I help with a food bank, and I often tell people don't be embarrassed when you need help because all of us are one car wreck or major tragedy away from needing the help of somebody else. How do you convey to people who may not have visited a free medical clinic, number one, that it's okay to come in, and number two, that you're going to get quality care. You're not, you're not going to get anything that's substandard. Anytime I, I speak to a, a corporate group, a church group, a civic group, I always leave them with this message. If you know someone who needs us, please get them in touch with us. You'll be treated very well. We have very competent, excellent, both volunteer and, and employee providers. Our staff is wonderful. Our staff is, is very compassionate with our patients. They all understand some of them have been there before, so they, they have an empathy that a lot of people don't. It's just you will be treated well, you'll be well cared for, and there's no charge, there's no no embarrassment here. We treat you like we would want to be treated when we go to our doctor's office. Freddie, the free medical clinic is a community asset and does a lot for the community, but what can the community and people who might want to, particularly as we're, as we're entering the holiday season, what can they do to help the, the free medical clinic? Um, what, what do you suggest? Well, as a board member, Matthew, you, you understand our budget and our, our revenue stream. We can always use cash donations. If you prefer not to donate cash, paper towels, cleaning supplies, things of that nature, we can always use. And one thing I would throw out, and I deal with this two or three times a week, we cannot accept the medications that have already been dispensed I would love to help folks with that, but South Carolina state law and federal law neither allow us to accept the medication that's been dispensed. I get I answer calls all the time from people who have lost a loved one and they've got thousands of dollars worth of medication and they don't know what to do with it. One last question for you today, Freddie, and I, again, thank you for your time. If I do know somebody who needs help and I do want to get them in touch with you, what does that look like? How do I start that? Do I call or online or what? The best reference for us, Heather, is going to be our website, www.freemedclinic.org. And in the tab line at the top, there's there's a place for patients to click on. It tells them our hours of operation, services offered, what information they need to bring with them to qualify. And we didn't mention this earlier. We see patients who live at 175% or lower of the federal poverty, poverty level that are uninsured, no Medicare, no Medicaid. Those are our basic qualifiers. We do ask that the patient bring a valid ID with them. If they're employed, which the majority of our patients are employed, please bring your last three pay stubs. If you are living with someone who is employed, bring one of their last pay stub or one of their pay, recent pay stubs. That's really all the paperwork we need. We'll do the rest. And that, that process goes pretty quick, correct, in terms of... To check, in, to check in or register a new patient, it takes about 15 minutes to 20 minutes per patient. And if you have been, been admitted to the, to the clinic and you're a registered patient, for a follow-up visit, it takes five minutes. So it, it's pretty quick. We are a walk-in clinic for primary care. Our specialty appointments are all scheduled. Okay. Well, that's fair. That yes, makes sense. Yeah. 
Freddie Strange, thank you for the good work that you're doing in our community. Thank you to your team. Please express our gratitude to them as well. Keep up the good work, especially during a pandemic. Kudos for, for staying open. Thanks, Freddie. Well, thank you very much for featuring the Free Medical Clinic on your podcast. A special shout out to Matthew and Angela for being on our board. They have been a blessing. Thank you so much. Yes, Matthew. So you and Angela both serve on the board. Uh, you're That's a healthcare right. attorney. I might right. expect, you know, that makes sense. Angela, a litigator, yes. runs Nextra yes. Solutions. But right. I guess it has a, she surely has a heart for people. She definitely does. And it's, you know, it's, it's a great organization. They do great work. We're proud to be on it and uh, look forward to continuing to serve them. But I couldn't be prouder of Freddie and the staff there. Um, they do more with less, and that's important during these times. Yes, and as I know, they help other clinics as well, which is great because nobody needs to be first in this right. effort. Everybody just needs to do something. Very true. Well, thank you for joining us for this edition of Taking the Pulse. We hope that you enjoyed learning more about the Free Medical Clinic, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Taking the Pulse.